Welcome back to Devotional Thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers from the Y Millbank Podcast Studio in Millbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg in studio once again with Pastor Dave. Welcome back in. Thanks, Craig. It's it is good to be with you again. Almost summer. It's close. <laughs> it's so close you can almost feel uh, it in June, the air. June 3rd. It's amazing that we're this far into the year already. You just can't believe it. You know, we always think of summer beginning with Memorial Day, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess I still like to think of it as late spring. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Although the weather this week is much warmer than, yeah, uh, than late spring. going to be a prelude of uh, summer. I hope it's not a prelude <laughs> of the entire summer. Right. Yes. All right. We are winding down the book of James here. Uh, just two more bites of it. Take us into it. We are down to the uh, home stretch here. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, hard to imagine that we've been here for uh, 13 weeks already, and uh, we just have two more weeks left. But we're going to uh, uh, press down the home stretch to the finish line, and uh, hopefully, uh, this has been profitable to all. In fact, I, I hope it's been beneficial to those who've turned into the podcast over the course of the last few months. Uh, on a very personal level, I, I have to say that it's been beneficial to me uh, to be able to reflect on these truths and to see how they've been evidenced not only in my life, but also uh, as I've had the privilege of serving others over, over the course of the last 40 years to see how these truths have been uh, evidenced or manifested in their lives. Uh, I guess what really impresses me is uh, remembering how long ago this was written. It was written in the uh, first century A.D. to the uh, early church, and yet these are the timeless truths of God's Word that are still applicable to our hearts today, to our lives. And so I trust that uh, the listener has uh, benefited from uh, visiting these uh, passages and um, seeing how they, uh, in fact, work in their life. Today we're going to be dealing with uh, chapter 5 of the Epistle of James, verses 7 through 11. And as I have uh, done throughout the study, I'm reading from the New American Standard uh, Bible in this particular passage. Let's begin our reading with verse 7. James says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious uh, produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, brethren, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealing, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. What a great passage of Scripture, and uh, what a wonderful reminder it is to us to uh, have patience and to persevere. 
Uh, as James closes out this letter to the early church, he reminded them of the importance of patience as they waited for the coming of the Lord. Uh, we do remember that uh, uh, the church has been patiently waiting for the coming of the Lord since the occasion of the ascension. Mm -hmm. uh, I, in the course of my uh, ministry, have had opportunity to serve individuals who uh, fervently believed uh, that the Lord would come in their lifetime, as was promised in Acts chapter 1. I can remember as a little boy, uh, my father was a pastor, and uh, there was a, an elderly lady in the congregation who uh, oftentimes we would pick her up and, and uh, give her a ride to church since we drove right by her. Uh, her house on the way to church, and she was firmly convinced that she would see the coming of the Lord in her lifetime, as was promised uh, by the angels in Acts chapter 1. Well, here we are, uh, and when I think of her, uh, I'm going back almost uh, 60 years ago, and uh, here we are still waiting for the coming of the Lord. And so patient endurance is uh, very necessary. Perseverance, uh, remembering that this is not a sprint, mm -hmm. uh, but it is in fact a, a marathon as we uh, walk with the Lord uh, on the path that is marked out for us and that we uh, push on to uh, the conclusion or the finish line. I want to remind the the listener, if I may, of the hope that has uh, been before the, the church uh, since the day that Christ was caught up into the heavenlies. Uh, I'm reading what was recorded uh, in Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, again out of the New American Standard Bible. It reads, And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they gazed intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Patience is necessary as we make our, our spiritual journey through life. In fact, if we reflect back to what we shared at the very outset of our, our study of James, we remember that James reminded the early church of the importance of patience, which was produced in their life as the result of the tests and trials they endured along the way. For patience and faith are produced in the crucible of adversity. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and I'm reading this out of the New King James Version, says, My brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect 
and complete, lacking nothing. To illustrate the importance of patience, James points us to the farmers who plant their seed and then wait patiently for the rains to come. Now, it, it's been an interesting process this spring since we have uh, had a real shortage mm-hmm. of measurable precipitation. Uh, I was talking with a, a farmer friend of mine uh, the other day, and uh, he was all done with his field work, had been done for some time, and uh, I said, uh, how's, how's it going for you? And he said, well, he says, uh, it's germinated by and large. He says, uh, I and my son uh, went out the other day to the field, and uh, we pulled up uh, one uh, blade that had pushed its way through the ground, and we found that there was good root development there. There was obviously some uh, subsurface moisture that had uh, aided in the germination process, uh, and uh, a good root system had developed, which, uh, from my understanding of our conversation then, benefits the the plant as the rains come uh, because it can readily absorb the moisture that becomes available. However, he did add to uh, the conversation that some of the beans that he had planted uh, had not germinated at all. They were just still laying uh, dormant in the soil, uh, waiting the arrival of the uh, the rain. But what what a wonderful example of patience uh, when you think about the farmer mm-hmm. uh, who goes out there. Uh, he he puts that uh, that seed in the ground, and and I've come to understand that's a huge step of faith. <laughs> Uh, there, there are right. so many things that can happen, not only the drought, but uh, uh, various uh, uh, adverse things that uh, could come against it, uh, weed or uh, some type of a fungus or uh, uh, insect or, or whatever. Uh, you just never know. Or it, it could be uh, a hailstorm that that comes down, adverse weather that uh, that hits them. But they patiently plant the seed and then they wait uh, for the outcome. It occurs to me though that there's a lot happening in the unseen realm before the shoot pushes its way through the soil and grows to maturity. Uh, as I said, he did pull up one blade, uh, but uh, he left uh, literally hundreds of thousands of blades standing in that field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he uh, examined the, the, the root structure of it. Uh, but it also occurred to me that if James is using them as an example for us about patience, uh, Perhaps there's something for us to learn as well because there's a lot happening in the unseen realm of the Spirit in our hearts and lives as we make this journey through life. Uh, there are seasons where uh, the, the blessing of the Lord seems to rain down on us and spiritual growth 
uh, is is just seemingly inevitable. I mm-hmm. mean, how can you not prosper and grow in, in one of those times when uh, God is so precious and and powerful and near to us, and we, we readily recognize it. But there are occasions as well where uh, things are happening in the unseen realm that we don't have any idea of. <laughs> right. But patience is essential for us as we wait on the Lord. In the process of waiting, James exhorts the listener not to become distracted by their circumstances. As I was reading this passage of Scripture, I couldn't help but think back on the children of Israel as uh, God ministered to them so miraculously in bringing them out of Egypt. Uh, The manifestation of his power, his awesome power, and uh, the ten plagues that uh, were poured out against Mm -hmm. Pharaoh uh, and the nation of of Egypt uh, are powerful reminders of the awesomeness of God. And then uh, as God uh, led them out of the land of captivity, uh, delivered them from Pharaoh's army at at the Red Sea, sweetened the, the water of Meribah, lavished them with quail and manna, uh, I mean, he just showed himself to them in such a powerful way. But a careful reading of uh, the book of Exodus will show that they became distracted by their <laughs> circumstances mm-hmm. when they exited, and as a result, they began to grumble against Moses. And I couldn't help but think, what a, a picture for us of the loss of perspective as they forgot God's miraculous intervention in their hopeless circumstances, they forgot that God raised up for them a deliverer to free them from the bondage of slavery. And once delivered, and once they began to become disheartened, they started grumbling against the deliverer who was God appointed for them and they began to evidence impatience. I, I listen to uh, their groanings and complaints as I read the scriptures. Uh, what's the matter, Moses? Uh, aren't there enough graves in Egypt for us? You had to bring us out here into the desert to die. We had plenty to eat out there, and all we have out here is this manna. We're sick and tired of this <laughs> manna. We want meat, you know. And uh, then, then, of course, uh, they get to Mount Sinai, and Moses goes up and is there for uh, an extended period of time, and and they they get all upset you know that guy that brought us out here abandoned us right you know (laughs) what are we going to do now and so let's let's make our own god uh and they just lost perspective Mm. and they became impatient um when we look at them we we may think of them how foolish they were to grumble against moses in light of 
of what we know about God's deliverance and God's provision and God's faithfulness to them. I mean, remember this. They had the uh, the cloud of the presence of the Lord going before them every day, mm-hmm. every night. The pillar of fire, the, the presence of the Lord was among them. But they absolutely lost situational awareness and and rebelled against the very one who was making a way for them and and it's hard not to to think how foolish they were but is this not the same dynamic evidenced in the lives of some who have been been delivered from the slavery and the bondage of sin by Jesus Christ the deliverer in the process of waiting for the reward that is promised us Mm -hmm. in the process of waiting for the hope of heaven. Have they not turned on him or have they not turned on their brothers and sisters in Christ with grumbling and judgment? As we look at the scriptures, I, I was reminded of what the apostle Paul said to the church at Galatia, and we read this in Galatians 6 verses, or chapter 6 verses 7 through 10. Paul said to them, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let's not become discouraged in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not become weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let's do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Do you see how seamlessly that dovetails with what James is saying and and how it how important it is for us to understand we need to be patient we need to persevere James goes on to point to the prophets of old as examples of patient endurance the lord had allowed them by faith to see what was coming the Lord had spoke through them prophetically as they unfolded the, the purpose and the plan of God. Unfortunately, they offered, often suffered persecution and death as they waited for the fulfillment of the prophecies because the people once again became discouraged, became impatient, and lacked perfect perseverance. When I think about this, I I think of uh, what Peter wrote to the early church, to uh, the the 12 tribes scattered abroad. In his second epistle, in the third chapter, the entirety of that third chapter just reiterates what Paul has said to the church at Galatia, what James has said to the church that is scattered among the nations because of the persecution that rose up in Jerusalem and the uh, church that has been uh, scattered among the nations, especially those who were of the the, uh, 12 tribes of Israel. 
Peter says to them, Second Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to read it in its entirety because it is a call uh, for you and I to be patient, to persevere. I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation today. Verse 1, this is my second letter to you, dear friends, and in both of them I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the Holy Prophet said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your prophets. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out of the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. When the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this, is, this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of those wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. I want to encourage you 
to be patient as you wait on the Lord and to persevere in your faith. That is good. It's a good reminder to uh, to wait. Even if we don't see the result right now, that doesn't mean it's not coming. So, Amen. That's a good word. Thank you, Pastor Dave. This is Devotional Thoughts. Pastor Dave Rogers, I want to thank you all for listening. We will see you back next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye.